The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. There's not an understanding of really law enforcement and who has the power of the law, Congress or the state houses or the cities or the counties. You'll be surprised who is the most powerful person in the country for this. The governor? In California, Governor Gavin Newsom ordered the statewide mask wearing in public. And you know who to fight him? Somebody way underneath him. Not the lieutenant governor, not the legislator. It was one person in one little county. And he spoke for all counties. It was a sure, Scott Jones. He said about the mask, quote, to the minor nature of the offense, the potential for negative outcomes during enforcement encounters, in anticipating the various ways in which the order may be violated, it would be inappropriate for deputies to criminally enforce the governor's mandate. Here's the little David out there in the field, watching his sheep, and he goes up against Goliath. I wrote a book about the sheriff. 
the sheriff is like the David out there. So the name of the book is The David Answer. You need to educate yourself to this. Yes, part of this was in They Fired the First Shot eight years ago. But for now, in a moment, I really wrote it for this time. Just before winter, we usually stock up on peanut hay, which we can't grow here. It's grown in South Georgia. Actually, we buy it from one of the sheriffs down there. And Zach, our community member, has developed a relationship for the last three years. So he was down there on election night, and the sheriff was pretty depressed. I'm going to let him tell you what the sheriff told him about the election day that evening. So I had actually spoke with him about the election before the election even happened. I was picking a load up, and we talked about it for probably 30, 40 minutes. And he was very concerned about what he was seeing, and he was talking about how he's got a lot of banks and um, other places sending him bulletins of what to expect on election night and everything. But he was just talking about how he's very concerned that if a Biden gets in, then it's going to be big, big problems for all the people down there who have worked for everything they have and don't basically want to see it lost to socialism. And so I talked to him the day after the election. He said, well, I see Alabama at least went the right way. And I was like, yeah, Georgia needs to get there. And he's like, yeah, I'm really worried about what's going on. And he's like, if if this doesn't get worked out, there's going to be very, very big problems down here. And I said, you know, the sheriffs are the ones that have the power to do something about this. And he's like, yeah. He said, we do, but we really don't because whenever we try something, it's really hard to get the people to back us because they're afraid of getting in trouble. And that's pretty much where the conversation ended. So Zach, tell me about this story. I says, you call him immediately. That night, and tell him that we've just got a book that we put out, The David Answer. The David Answer, of course, is King David, who is a shepherd out in the field, was the unlikely person to be called upon. The David Answer is about the sheriff. They have immense power. They're in a position that nobody else is in in the United States as far as keeping the peace. Why? Because they're not appointed by a mayor like a police chief or another position, the people elect him. The sheriff answers to the people. Knowing Biden has done corruption, any part of that could be traced into a county, even when he was vice president, the sheriff could arrest him. The Secret Service cannot contradict the sheriff. The sheriff is over the Secret Service and upholding the law. So this book, the David Answer, I told Zach to call the sheriff We'll give him a book and find out how many deputies they have. We'll send the books to them. So you take it from there, your phone call to him. So I called the sheriff back, and I told him that our director had just released a book that speaks about the power that the sheriff has and that he would like to give a copy of it to him and to each of his deputies. I didn't really know how he would take it, but he immediately got very excited And he's like, that would be great. Yeah, do that. He's like, I have 24. And he's like, if you could bring a book for all of them. He's like, I have all types of people. He said, some of them are more liberal than others. But he said, I'd like all of them to have one of the books. And he said, we need to do something right now. He's like, I'll give it to all of them. I'm telling you, everybody listening to this broadcast, those who are not listening to this, you go to people in different counties, you go to the sheriff, 
and tell him you'll give him this book because it will help unite not only the whole force of that county, it will give them morale. It'll be a support that they can take actions that nobody else can take. They can even deputize people immediately, and they're legal to help them if something happens. I put this book together for this exactly what's happening right now. So I'm telling you, the listener, you find out who your sheriff is. You find out how many deputies you got. We will give you the books or cases of books for the cost of the paper. The paper for the book is 90 cents. That's all we ask for you to send it to us and ship in. If you have 50 sheriffs, get a case of 50. It's going to cost you 50 bucks plus shipping. It's probably the most profound, the most powerful thing you can do. The David Answer has 13 chapters. It is packed with power that would embolden the sheriffs to take steps they would never take without the knowledge of this. Don't sit on this. This is something you physically can do. This is an action. Are you going to just sit down and listen to what's happening, or are you going to take some strong steps? This sheriff lit up like a Christmas tree when he heard about this. And if the head sheriff doesn't want this, start finding every deputy you pass and give it to him. But you go for the head sheriff, and you tell him this is what you want to do. This is a concrete thing that everybody's hollering about or begging for or praying for, what can I do? This is something you can do. And there's an immediate response to it. In the state of Washington, the sheriffs negatively acted to Governor Jane Inslee's mandate that all residents must wear a mask. Who are these guys that can do that? Even by the state legislatures, they're defying it. There was a sheriff in western Washington, unabashedly, told everybody in his county, don't be sheep. I had a broadcast recently called Resist, Resist, Resist. Another one called The Lie of the Mask. Here is the sheriff in Washington says, don't be sheep. All the while, there was another sheriff in southern part of the state said the governor, Governor Inslee, is an idiot who was violating people's constitutional rights. They are the enforcers of that. The sheriffs are there to uphold the constitutional rights laid out in the Declaration of Independence, no matter what the governor may mandate. Sheriff Bob Songer, also of the state of Washington, says, quote, Sheriffs understand, as elected top law enforcement officers, and that's the key word, he said elected, that their job is to not only throw the bad guys in jail, but that their primary duty is to protect the liberties and God-given constitutional rights of the citizens they work for. Sheriffs have total power. Nobody is over them. Nobody can contradict them. Speaking more about corona, about how you have to stay in your houses, what to tell what you're going to do. Sheriff Adams Fortney also in Washington State, says that he believes that the stay-at-home order intrudes on our right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. On his Facebook post, Fortney assured those in the county that, quote, as your elected sheriff, I will always put your constitutional rights, written in the Declaration of Independence, above politics and popular opinion. 
Have you heard what they're doing now? Just even today, November 12th, 2020, we're going back to lockdown. And they're telling you Thanksgiving is coming up. And we're telling you don't go to your families because it's going to spread corona. And if you do that, you have to be practicing social distance. Are these people crazy or are they not crazy? Our sheriff of our county has said he's not going to force it. The coronavirus is a tool. It is an instrument for the one world government to control you. I've got something I'm going to put on the site tomorrow that debunks this. Because the bishops are buying into it. The people who have the most grace to have the most discernment, have the most power to change things, are not doing it. Rather than being shepherds, they're being the sheep going to the slaughter. And they're leading us to that. A true shepherd would not be closing down the churches, stopping masses. you got to wear a mask. You can't receive communion. That's not going to happen. If they're a shepherd, they stand up. I was just in Texas. Everybody in the church had a mask. Everybody. Only I and my wife didn't. They were all sitting six foot apart, skipping one pew after another. And I went to communion, genuflected before him, and I don't take it on my hand. I had no mask. And he laid Jesus on my tongue. And I walked back, did my prayers. At the end of the Mass, he's greeting everybody. Most people go out. I said, Father, thank you for giving me the Eucharist. You know what he said? Everybody else was complying with the bishop saying. Nobody's questioning these things. And he responds back to my statement. He said, God is bigger than that. And he smiled. Meaning that if I got corona from communion, so be it. So why would I worry about it? Jesus knows what's going on. That's why I go. I've never received on the hand. I'm not going to. And I'll walk away from the communion before I submit myself to this diabolical mandates that's enforced by our bishops. And it is diabolical. Here I just read to you about three sheriffs. Three sheriffs saying, we're not going to enforce this. And I haven't heard one bishop stand up out there and say, we will not enforce this. We're getting more shepherdness out of the sheriffs than we are out of bishops. And it's the sheriff's fault. If they think that mask is supposed to be doing what it's doing and what they claim it to be, it's because of your own ignorance. And your ignorance is there because you haven't done the research. We have. We don't wear them. And we're not going to wear them. Let's get out of West and go to Wisconsin now. Sheriff Christopher, which is really Christopher, but Christ in that name, in Racing County released a public statement declaring that he would not enforce a governor's stay-at-home order. Who has a right to tell you to do that? Nobody. Nobody. And don't give in to that. He said that because it intrudes on the constitutional rights of his constituents. And you know what he told his county? He says, I took an oath to uphold the constitutional rights of our citizens, which is written and mandated in the Declaration of Independence. Always add that to it. It's not the Constitution. That's explained on the broadcast we just did last week. Dixie loves all the nation. Learn that. Teach it to everybody you meet. We have to re-educate everybody because we've been indoctrinated in a way that we accept things 
that we should be defying. My son and my daughter-in-law and the family was also in Texas, but they were at a different church because we were staying at different places. Aaron, my daughter-in-law, was going to tell their story of what happened, what they did at their mass. So we were in Texas with Fernando Medjugorje, and when we left each other on Saturday night, we were going to be going to different masses on Sunday. And so one of the last things he said to me and my husband was, wherever you go to mass, remember, you're not wearing masks, we're to resist, and you're not to receive communion on the hand, because we have to protect our witness, and this is what our witness needs to be. So admittingly, I went to sleep that night, and... Sometimes you just get tired of all the resisting, (laughs) but we were going to go regardless, and we were going to not wear the mask, and we were going to not receive on the hand, and we had did a rosary on the way to church, and we explained to the kids how what was going to happen, that we weren't going to wear a mask, so if we were asked to leave, we were going to do spiritual communion, and if we weren't asked to leave, then we were going to go to communion if we couldn't receive on the tongue, then we were going to get a blessing and walk out. So as we walked into this church, which felt so dead, everyone in masks, very separated by social distancing, and inside the church, there was no room for our family without having to get closer than six feet, and they're really strict with roping the pews off. So the only place for us to go and be together as a family was in the cry room, but as it happened, the cry room was directly in front of the altar, so the priest was looking directly at us. And from what I understood, it was a visiting priest from Africa, and he started the Mass with reading all the mandates from the bishop. And right there, my husband Tony was just getting nauseated. He said, I don't need to hear this. I didn't come to church to hear all the mandates. And usually, if you know Tony and I, you know I'm the vocal one and ready for the fight, and Tony's very easy-keeled and able to keep peace in it, but he is getting really worked up just hearing this just that's what it's that's what it sounded like from the altar you know we're not you can't receive on the tongue you can't have the wine you can't have the holy water make sure you wash your hands just all just it just went on and on before we even started mass so i thought this is going to be great so we didn't have our masks on but we were in the cry room but The priest kept his mask on the whole time, like during the homily, as he read the gospel. Other people, when they went up at least to the podium to read the first reading and the responsible psalm, they were taking their mask off, but the priest never took his mask off. So I said, this is going to be a problem. And Tony felt, he kept saying, telling me, whispering in my ear during mass what he was going to say to this priest if he didn't give us communion. And I'm just there in the pew going, really, Jesus? Like, I need you so bad. I'm coming here. I need to receive you. I have all these people I'm praying for, people that aren't coming to church right now because they won't because of all these restrictions. And I don't just need you for myself. I need you for all these people. I need you. I don't want to have to walk away from you. just a blessing. I need you, and I need you for all these other people. So I'm going through this in my mind, and my husband's whispering to me, if he doesn't give me communion, I'm going to say, what are you, a priest of God or a priest of the government? And I was like, that's a good one. Okay, that's that's what he's going to say. So that was the plan. And the whole time, I am just praying that he, that he allows this, that I can just receive communion. But as I saw the priest never removing his mask, I said, this is not going to be possible. And also in the center aisle of this church was a phone videotaping the whole mass for Facebook. The priest was being videotaped, and we were going to be videotaped when we went up to receive communion. Communion time comes, and the kids lined up, and normally my husband lets 
the children go in front and then me and then he's the last one to come as a family. But this time he said, Daddy's going first. And if he doesn't give me communion on the tongue, I'm going to say, are you a priest of God or a priest of the government? And if he doesn't give me communion, y'all just follow whatever daddy does. So we're all lined up. And I'm like shaking for the first time because my main thought was, I just want to receive you, Jesus. I need you right now. I need you for all these people that I'm bringing to the altar with me. I need to receive for them to be given strength to. We're in line and I, I was praying the rosary walking up and I felt myself shaking Tony goes up to receive and I'm kind of in the back and I lean over and I see the priest watch all of us walking down the aisle and obviously he has a mask on so I can't see a smile or any indication of his face but I saw a smile in his eyes you know when your eyebrows lift up and you just see joy and excitement it's almost like a statement in his eyes to say thank god there's some real breakers here and Just his eyebrows stayed raised and his eyes very open. So I remember leaning over and seeing him give communion on the tongue to Tony. And I remember feeling a sigh of relief. There was all six of our children between Tony and I and I would have been last. And I was so just relieved. And and the priest very joyfully gave everyone communion on the tongue and gave a big, beautiful, big sign of the cross blessing over my children who had their arms folded who are too young to receive yet. So... It became my time to receive communion, and my prayer was, just thank you, Jesus. I I need this, and I also want communion for all these people. And as he placed the host on my tongue, I realized that the host separated, and somehow accidentally, by a holy coincidence, he placed two hosts on my tongue. When I was walking back, I felt both hosts. I felt Jesus twice, and I instantly knew a miracle for me and for all those people I was praying for. And I felt like ecstatic joy of this Eucharistic miracle. I knew it was a miracle. I knew it was a miracle that we were able to receive like this, and I knew it was a miracle that not only was Jesus pleased with the witness that we followed in that friend of Medjugorje wanted us to make the stand. Not only was he pleased with that, but I was given a miracle for all those people that I brought to the altar with me. And so I went back in deep Thanksgiving. and I really didn't even share the story with my family until I was back in the community here in Alabama. So we knew there was a grace that we had just received, also just for standing up and resisting the mandates, etc., But as we left, it was apparition time rosary, and as we were praying together in the car, the time had just changed, so we were praying coming back from Mass, and it was nearing apparition time, and we were looking for a specific place to pull off and stop for apparition time, and out of the blue, GPS says, turn left now. So we turned left thinking we were just following directions, and we do the last set of prayer for apparition time. We're praying We were in awe over these gigantic longhorns that we were looking at, and we just marveled at them. And as we pull a little bit forward, following GPS, right when we say prayer for the abode of God, the children did at apparition time, and my husband had pulled forward just a little bit, he stopped us and said, look over there in the woods. And we all turned, expecting to see a gigantic longhorn, but instead we saw a huge very tall bronze statue of Our Lady of Grace in the woods in some random ranch pasture where we were. And once we 
looked at that and saw that and prayed the end of apparition time rosary, we were in shock and we knew the grace of communion had carried there. It wasn't until after the rosary, when we continued to drive, that we realized we were on the wrong road. It actually dead-ended. It dead-ended straight ahead, and it dead-ended to the right. We literally were told to turn left now by GPS, by some miraculous um, note. I have no idea. But when we realized it, we turned around and got back on the path. And we asked all the kids, did everyone hear GPS say turn left now? And they all agreed that we heard it say turn left now right at apparition time, right at a random bronze statue in a pasture in Texas on a dead-end road. I tell you, Our Lady has efficacy to guide every event that you do if you stand up for what she's asking for. That's holiness. The early Christians had to stand up against many ordinances and things that were mandated. It is not of God of what's happening of the use of coronavirus Even though it's real, it is a tool to incarcerate us into a mentality to do whatever you are told. It is Antichrist. It's not just a few sheriffs doing what they're doing. Last one I talked to you about from Wisconsin, we have in Ohio, Butler County Sheriff Richard Jones. Governor Mike DeWine's mandatory mask requirements. But the sheriff says... We are not the mask police. I am not enforcing any mask wearing. Sheriff Dale Wheeler of Boner County, Idaho, posted a letter on his Facebook for the governor to reinstate the Constitution, derived again from the Declaration of Independence. And he said, Coronavirus is nothing like the plague in regards to the stay-home orders the governor issued. And I'll give you one more out of many, many stories that we've researched, that's in this book, The David Answer. Let's go to Virginia. Sheriff Scott Jenkins declared, quote, The governor does have the right to enact regulations during a state of emergency, and I get that, but the Constitution, derived from the Declaration, doesn't go away just because of the emergency. We won't be used to enforce an edict or regulation by governor health director, or anyone else, if we don't stand up and enforce that based on constitutional grounds, who else will? Your shepherd is a sheriff. Your answer for many, many things is your sheriff. As you heard Zach's story talking to the sheriff, we sent them a whole case of books to give to all of his sheriffs. To make this work, everybody should find out who your sheriff is, Go meet with him, because it's not just about Corona. It's many, many other things that's coming and following up from here. The election fraud. In Pennsylvania, they would not let the Republicans watch the count. They got a court order that they could see it. They moved it over 100 feet away after the court order. They called the sheriff, and he wouldn't come. In that case, because he elected, get rid of this guy. The way this should work is you meet with your sheriff, let him find out 10 people across the county that's supportive of him. Divide the county in 10 segments. And each one of those 10s the sheriff's picked, have that one individual get 10 people that would support the sheriff and the distribution of these books and are voting for the sheriff that they want to elect. So that brings 100 people 
which can be very powerful in supporting the sheriff in regards to the principle that only 5% of the people can cause a revolution. The rest of the 95% will follow. So this 10-10 plan, which I've thought about for a long time, can be put together easy by the sheriff working with him, getting 10 people, segment your county in 10 divisions, and that one person in those can get the other 10. And you got 100 people. Your county may be big, it may be huge. Other people could do a lot of things. So I want to recommend very strongly to you to order this book, The David Answer. I'll let Riaz give the contact and all in a minute. Meeting with your sheriff. Find out how many sheriffs are in your county. And you order from Caritas this book because it will show them who they are and give the momentum and the motivation of seeing what other sheriffs are doing, standing up to break this spider web that Satan is trying to catch everybody in at this moment. It is Antichrist. And again, tomorrow, I've got another writing in regards to our spiritual shepherds, our bishops. Spread it to everybody. Spread this book to everyone. And stand up to start changing everything. Or we're going to lose our nation. To order the David Answer, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. by calling 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Ask for item number BF128. After hours, you can dial to extension 315 and leave your information there, and someone will process your order and get that out to you very quickly. And again, remember the name of the book is the David answer. In regards to the books and put it in the hands of every single sheriff in your county that you reside in, there's another thing you can do to affect the outcome of this election. And it's writing down to the six justices of the Supreme Court. The address, how it works, we're going to post that tomorrow on Mej.com. Also, you write six letters. Where there is a cause, there is an effect. We did a letter campaign three or four years ago that was very impacting and very successful. So check out the site tomorrow of immediately contacting by letter the U.S. Supreme Court. We have to fight. People say, put your money where your mouth is. But in this case, put your actions where your words are. Don't complain about this. Our nation is in the balance. The David answer is a big part of that. Along with our lady's messages, how she's brought this together, and why she's standing with us. Because we gave her the United States of America in a consecration in the field, reciting that consecration in her presence. And Maria said, Our Lady accepted it. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.